Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Front and Nationwide. This is the Athletics Dedicated Blue Jackets Podcast. Aaron Ports, I'm with you on a Thursday after I think it's a Thursday afternoon. It's been a wild stretch here. Joined by the Athletic and TSN's Pierre. LeBron, Pierre, welcome and thank you so much for being here. No worries. I was about to ask you what you're doing for July 4th weekend because this feels in my mind and body like July 2nd. Right. Norm. So I'm Yes. Confused. But of course, it's July 14th. So. Yeah, well, there were plenty of fireworks last night in Columbus. How's that for a segue? Oh. Um, yeah, thank you. And I, I must say, Pierre, I really appreciate this because not only are you joining us, which of course is fantastic, you're already settled in at the cottage and... There's a lot of people who wouldn't have picked up the phone first day at the cottage, so I I appreciate that. We're going to talk about, well, what the hell else are we going to talk about? Johnny Gaudreau um, signs a free agent contract with the Blue Jackets. Nobody saw this coming. I don't think Gaudreau saw it coming at the start of the day yesterday. I know the Blue Jackets didn't see it coming. Seven years, $68.25 million. And Pierre, let me start with, with you with this, because I was I was surprised yesterday. Um, to put it mildly, just in your years of covering this, you look at things from a national perspective, of course. I'm uh, hyper-focused on Columbus. Where does this rank in the in the realm of knock-your-socks-off free agent-type moves? We typically have some idea where the top players are going to go, and this this just seemed to, to really stupefy and surprise for people here uh, in a very positive way. Um, that the Blue Jackets were able to pull this off. Where does this rank for you? Well, I'll get to that in a moment. But the the reason I I had to jump on your podcast, yeah, is because as this story was developing last night, after about twelve hours of television, I was doing my last show uh, that's hockey with Gino Red on Dave Poulin, and you joined us in yeah. the middle of all this, and so yeah. I, I I feel like it's only fair that uh, I repay the favor. But uh, Thanks, that was, was crazy. You can live television. And confirming uh, that Johnny Gujo was going to Columbus, that was probably not my finest television. I I, I won't go back and look at how I looked yeah. as, as it was playing out, but it, it ranks up there. Uh, Twenty seven years of doing this, I would say probably top three or four for for stunning yeah. signings. And I, I I do have to give a shout out to Bob McKenzie because you know Bob is, is semi retired now, as most people know. Um, yes, you know, he does the World Juniors. He does. Uh, his draft rankings, and then he comes in as per 
you know, as per his deal and semi retirement, and he does trade deadline day and free agent frenzy. Um, but he comes in yesterday morning. I hadn't seen him in months. Uh, we had talked obviously over the phone, but I haven't seen him in months. And you know, he's trying to catch up. It's not easy to. It's incredible how talented he is. That that you know, being semi retired and still has all his networks, right? And and he says, uh, and he says to us as he sits down at our insider's desk, it's like nine a.m. He goes, this is a really weird thing. And, and, you know, who knows if it's true or not. But I got to tell you, someone told me this morning, keep an eye out on Columbus, Johnny Goudreau. I swear to God. And, you know, we we didn't know really what to think about at the time because we were so focused on the teams that were surrounding Johnny Goudreau's uh, hometown, you know, Devils, Islanders, Flyers, whatever, like that cluster. And I had not heard Columbus, neither had Chris Johnson or Derek Dreger. And again, Bob was sort of like, well, you know, we don't know who told him this, but that's what he told us. And so we kind of filed that away and we mentioned it a couple of times, but during the day, because again, it felt out of place with what we were hearing all the yep. whole time. And, um, and, and, and of course we know how the day ends. So it, it really is surprising to me. Um, you know, I wrote about this in my last piece of the year that, and, and this, it's funny. Some, it's funny how people read something and take it a certain way. A couple of Blue Jackets fans read my, you know, my background piece and thought I was discounting the fact that he wanted to go to Columbus. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that at all. My point is that my job, especially from a national perspective, is is to recreate what the market looked like from right. everyone involved in the process. And the reality is. And again, this takes nothing away from such a feel-good story to me for the Blue Jackets, and we'll get to that. The market was not that big for Johnny Goudreau, which is that's been as shocking as where he ended up. I mean, once he told Calgary he was leaving and therefore told the league he didn't want to play in the West, right? he cut off half the league to begin with. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you, Seattle Kraken would love to spend more money. Sure. But they realize, what's the point? Johnny Goudreau's going East. But then even within that context there are a bunch of teams in the east that that simply can't get on it i mean you know tampa florida toronto all these all these teams are capped out so they're not putting an right. offer down Ronnie Goudreau. so now you come down to the teams that we thought would make offers well the new york islanders as i reported were absolutely interested never made an offer is my understanding because they didn't have the cap room right uh the flyers chuck fletcher didn't even make anyone guess he said he did, he did not make an offer right so as far as i could tell the only two teams you know this is, I, i'm sure other teams kick tires because teams are curious right but the teams that made, made legitimate offers was a seven-year offer from the devils a seven-year offer from columbus and that was basically it yeah and it paints a picture of what it's like right now in a flat cap world that no matter how talented you are when a lot of teams just don't have room and then other rebuilding teams don't feel it's time to go that route. And then you tell the league that you're geographically limited. Well, that this is what happens. And, and, and within that context, I actually think his agent Lewis Gross got him a pretty good deal in Columbus. Yeah. It does. Doesn't this all change? Like for me, where it started to become real with Columbus and, and Columbus did a press conference yesterday, Yarmo Kekalainen spoke, after the signing of of Erica Branson, there's no way he holds a press conference at three o'clock in the afternoon, right? If he knows that he's got Johnny Gaudreau on the hook, um, it was news to them when they got done with the Good Branson press conference and went back upstairs. 
oh my God, he's he is willing to listen here. Um, he's seriously willing to listen. We're not just being used to drive up the ticket somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it opens up, does it not? When and I think there was some surprise. Were you surprised as well that Philadelphia wasn't willing to move pieces around to to make this happen? That's a team that that's the, they hired Tortorella in part because they needed to reinvigorate the fan base and bring a little passion back to the organization, which has kind of fallen on hard times. This is a very Philly move. That's the kind of thing that they do. I was surprised that they wouldn't be willing to to acquire Gaudreau and then make it happen or make some moves to make Gaudreau fit under their cap. Did, was, how big of a surprise was that to you? Yeah, I think we were all surprised. I, I, I think what we have to be careful now and ask because no one with the Flyers is, is responding to this directly, is that was there an unwillingness to move money to make space for Johnny Woodrow or, or an inability? Huh. Two different things. Sure. And, and I think it came down to, I, I actually think they would have made him an offer if they could have, for example, found, uh, be able to move uh, JVR's deal. Hmm. You know, but you saw with the shocking Vegas Carolina trade yesterday. Here, take Patrick yeah, that moving money is at an all-time um, high in terms of cost. I mean, it, 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 cap space is is gold. Yeah, and and so I just don't think that it's that easy. That's why I give the Flyers a bit of a break here. It's hard to move money, and every time you move money, you're losing assets to do it. Um, so uh, I, I think that explains the Philly part for me. Um, even though that doesn't come directly from them, but that's my read on it. And I think there's no question that that Lou Lamorello would have in on this. But again, and I heard from some teams this week that said, you know, Lou was trying to 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 move a player or two. And again, we just saw what the price is to move money. It's difficult. So, you know, just you know, I, I wrote this today, and it, it sounds it, it smells you know it, it sounds a bit smarter after the fact than I wish I would have thought of it live on air yesterday. But you know, Evgeny Malkin is darn lucky in many ways that he came to his senses and calmed down and took the emotion out. Yes, of the right. Because I will tell you right now, from checking with teams around the league, I couldn't find there are lots of teams who wanted to talk to. Him. I don't think there's a single team that would have given him a four year deal. I'm telling you right, right now. Right, right. So, so listen, it's okay. Johnny Gujo made the decision to leave eight times and a half in Calgary, and I respect him. When you're a UFA, you have the right to do what you want, and, and and he's at peace with that. But it costs him money, pure and simple, because the market, no matter how good you are a player, I mean, as we taped this, Nazem Gaudry still hasn't signed. Crazy. Um, th- there isn't that much free money out there among the teams that intend to contend. And it's just the reality right now. And it's going to be like that until we get past 25, right? Until, until you know, we're, we're the salary cap finally starts to grow again. Crazy. Um, the Blue Jackets have to do something now because once they get Line A signed, and the, the plan again, to, to reiterate, the plan is to keep Patrick Line A and Johnny Gaudreau. There's no... It's not Gaudreau or Line Yarmo Kekalainen <laughs> thinks they can keep both. I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, yeah. Um, but they got to do something. At first, they needed to do something to clear up space for lineup space for some of the younger players. Now they got to figure out how to get under the cap, which is not a. This is. Columbus has been up against the cap. They've never been this far over the cap. So this is sort of a new territory for them. Mm-hmm. You were just talking about how difficult it is to move money 
how big of a challenge is it for them now to to trade a player, uh, a, a Gus Nyquist, a um, an Oliver Bjorkstrand? It's going to be someone that hurts a little bit because they've got to get, by my guess, about six million, maybe more, mm-hmm. off the cap. How tough is that going to be for them? The the follow up move here. Well, the. I would say this. I mean, it's not easy. It, it, it will be difficult, but it's doable if you're Columbus for two reasons. One, I think you, you just mentioned some decent players. Yeah. And you, you know better than me who might move. It's not like those are deals that people won't want, uh, but it might mitigate, unfortunately, the return. And that might be the frustrating part is that, you know, you may have to get everyone ready in your market for the fact that, you know, when you're trying to move money and everyone knows it, uh, it kind of hurts your leverage. Um, having said all that, there's a team that comes to mind. I'm not saying this from from any sourcing or having made phone calls on this because I haven't on this particular angle. But there's a team where Johnny Goudreau just left <laughs> that actually has a lot of cap room in Calgary and doesn't want to be, uh, you know, at this point, you know, just came off winning a division and wants to try right. and, and stay competitive. I don't know. We'll see what happens with Matthew Kachuk. But I guess my point is, and, and on top of that, Brad Trelevig and Yarmo Kekalin, actually, uh, I, I know from one of GM meetings, they uh, get along well, uh, sure. relationships. So, you know, maybe that's an example of where you go to a team and and try to see if there's something that, that could work. But again, I'm not, I want to make sure I'm not starting something here. That's nothing that's been told to me. But yeah. you asked me an example of what it could be like. I think that's an example there. Yeah. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Now you're you've been to Columbus many times. You you lo- you've had a blast here. I know I've been in your uh, presence when you've had no, when, just- you've, when you've had uh, that good time. Um, there's a perception about Columbus, fair or not. I hope this is the point of the podcast where Yarmo Kekalainen tunes out. Um, there's a there there is a perception, a reputation. We can debate all day if it's fair or not. I I don't think it is. Some others may. Um, that this is a place that star players don't want to be. When given a choice, they have gone elsewhere. There's, we have examples of this. We don't have to look look far. Um, I, I've been saying for the last 24 hours now, there's nothing that can change that perception um, more effectively, quicker than a decision like Johnny Gaudreau made yesterday. How does this resonate around the hockey world long-term uh, Pierre Lebrun, with with Gaudreau choosing to play here, do, is this does this change the foundation of of how Columbus is is perceived? Does it start in that direction? 
are there are there more things we need to learn before we can say that? Or, or what are the, what are the aftershocks of his decision on Wednesday? I think it's going to be monumental. I mean, I think that was the lead of your piece last night, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And and I think it's real. And and I think players, you know, players players are young men, and 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 you know, you could say what you want about whether or not perceptions are true or not, but they're still perceptions. That's right. <laughs> And, and so I, you know, players pay attention and, uh, you know, when Pierre-Luc Dubois forces a trade and Seth Jones doesn't want to sign and Josh Chanderson doesn't want to sign. Uh, my point is it's not just, uh, Panarin and Bobrovsky, which took all the, the oxygen and the headlines There are other players too. And, and players pay attention. I think in one fell swoop, Johnny Goudreau's decision cures a lot of that in my mind. And, you know, and you're right. I, I've loved my trips to Columbus over the years. Uh, I think it might be one of the most underrated NHL markets in the league. Uh, I think the league is lucky to have it as a market. Um, and, and frankly, you know, uh, as a journalist, you're you're obviously neutral, but I was generally happy for Yarmo Kekalan and, and management in Columbus that this happened yesterday because they finally got a bounce. Yeah. Um, and, and they deserve it. They, they, they run a good ship. They draft well, develop well. Everything is set up for the players in Columbus. Uh, I mean, it's just, and you know, it's funny. I thought that for the jackets that upsetting the 62 win lightning in 2019 would, would be a step in, in, in getting into that perception. But of course the exodus happened after that. So, um, you know, I, you know, I, I do think that this will, this will change a lot uh, in terms of how players view Columbus as an option in my mind. Yeah. It's fascinating. And what do you, what do you think of the blue jackets now on ice? I think there's still some question marks, especially on the defensive side. Mm. This team should score a boatload of goals. Can they defend? Is Elvis Merzlikens up to the number one uh, job as a goaltender? Really his first taste of that last year. And it was kind of a mixed bag. Um, what do you think about this team competitively now on the ice, 20 points out of the playoffs last year, I think better than a lot of people expected them to be when they were expected to, to uh, be a lottery pick. And they were had, they they worked their way out of that, 12th worst, I think. Um, what should people expect now? It's an interesting group, th- these Blue Jackets. Well, it's about as fast and as skilled as I can remember them. Yeah. And you can correct me, but that's the first thing that comes to mind. But you mentioned Elvis. To me, it starts there. Like if yeah. I'm going to start sitting down and saying, okay, let's look at the standings. And and you're right. I think they surprised a lot of people last year. Um, I want to see more consistency from him. But but two things I would say about that. One is that I've, I've never in all my years, I don't know how you feel, I've had a tougher time analyzing goaltending than I do today. Mm-hmm. And I think it's been reflected in the goalie carousel and some of the moves that teams are making. But my point is that the game is so fast now. Um, oh. I think goalies are kind of paying the price. And in particular, I don't think Columbus was as tight defensively last season as we're used to seeing them. Correct. You no, know, they had a decent season. So, and part of that, I guess, is, is you know, they've, they've got a different coach and they're changing their style. But, but I guess what I'm saying is it really, for me, uh, you know, offense won't be an issue. But I, I do think that uh, consistency in net, and, and that's that's so cliche. I get it, but to be honest, it's it's <laughs> you need it. Yeah. <laughs> or otherwise, it's kind of huge. Yeah, you're chasing so many games uh, throughout the year if you don't get it. But um, you know, this is a better team. Uh, you know, than they were when the season ended already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So 
uh, lots of reason for optimism. What were some of the other fascinating stories around the NHL? Yeah, um, these last couple of days for you, Ottawa, of course, grabbed headlines. That was kind of cool to see. Jersey did some things. Detroit did some things. Um, what 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 really sort of struck a chord with you, Pierre? Yeah, I mean the Red Wings, low key under the radar. Steve Eisman, uh, you know, sneaky Steve Eisman, you know, made a bunch of moves, but you know, none of them are contracts that I think will come back to haunt them. Right? They're they're, they're sort of medium moves that help yeah. sort of bolster a, a young core. So I really liked his day. I thought Don Waddell in Carolina had a phenomenal day. Uh, I mean, trading for Brent Burns and making him a $5.2 million player instead of an $8 million player and then yeah. getting Max Pacioretty ready for free basically upgraded uh, Tony Tony D'Angelo into Brent Burns and got Pacioretty ready for free, replacing Eno and Niederreiter. Now, they're going to miss Vincent Trocek. I, I think that it's not just what he brought on the ice, but he was kind of a glue guy there. But seven years? <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. I mean, and and the Hurricanes knew months ago that that their camp was looking for real long term, and good for him, he got it. I don't think the Hurricanes thought he would, but uh, it also means that yes, Barry Cockaniemi gets a bigger role now for Carolina. But just overall, I think that what was interesting to me is yesterday was supposed to be about free agents, and the Hurricanes made two blockbusters trades. <laughs> so, yeah, right. so they went a whole other route, and and I thought it was excellent work. Uh, you mentioned the Senators. I mean. It's interesting. You can draw some parallels, I think, between the Blue Jackets and Senators for different reasons, but the parallel being uh, perception, uh, how the fan base has felt about things, and 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 you know the idea that you know do players want to play there, all those things, right? And and for Claude Giroux to essentially say, you know, because he had other offers, believe me, yeah, say I I think this team's turning a corner. I'm going to play here. That was a pretty big deal for that franchise. Yeah. And of course, they've made other moves. But yeah, that's that's sort of, you know, uh, sort of where I, I look at it. Um, you know, there's still other moves coming, of course, uh, which of course. Thing, but um, um, and the golden carousel overall fascinates me. And I have no idea what's right or wrong. <laughs> I, it, it, it just puzzles me. I mean, I mean, the Leafs where I live in Toronto. They're either completely brilliant, rolling the yes. dice for Matt Murray and Elias right. Samsonov, or, or right. it will cost them their job. Correct. I, Correct. I, mean, I don't know if there's an in between. Like it's it's sort of like this is it. We're we're doing what no one thought we should be doing. But then again, at the end of the year, maybe these two guys bounce back. I don't know. It's uh, and we've yeah. seen a lot of that. I mean, the Stanley Cup champions say goodbye to their Stanley Cup winning goalie Darcy Kemper, and then um, you know put their eggs in Alexander Gorgiev. So right. I, I just think the whole goalie thing has never been more, I don't want to say out of whack, but I think there's a lot of different um, lines of thinking on what people are looking for in goaltending than before, in my opinion. It's interesting. Yeah, and one team that's sort of gone back and forth with their goalies in, in recent years is another team that I think was a fascinating team during this this whole, these last couple of weeks, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mm-hmm. I mean, I there was the question: Are they going to keep the band together, or are they going to keep Ricard Raquel? And they did it both, which I find fascinating. the 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 term for Latang is fascinating. The term and the money for Malkin, fascinating. Uh, I wonder what you make of that team in a couple of years. Their centermen are th- damn good centermen, future Hall of Famers. 
but they're 34, 35, and 37. Um, and uh, what is Latang? 35? Uh, I don't have it in front of me. Around somewhere there. around there. I mean, this is a this is a team that's up there. Are you surprised that they kept all of this together? I know it's it's got to be hard. Columbus really doesn't have any experience with those kind of legacy players. How to say how to how to recognize that it's the end when it's the end? Um, but are you surprised that they kept it to go together for another another go round here? A couple go rounds. So I think this was an impossible situation, and, and, and you know, and it actually. Would have been interesting to find out what would happen if ownership had not changed. You know, Ron Hextall was hired uh, by the previous regime, uh, and I know Marilyn Mew is still still part of it. But and, you know, sure. generally speaking, the majority of stakeholders have changed. Ron Hextall was hired by the previous ownership, more or less, to come in and make some pretty tough decisions. Th- those were his marching orders. Now, part of it is at the time when he got hired and Jim Rutherford stepped down, the team was kind of meandering. And uh, what's interesting is that the team has been probably more competitive. They, they just keep hanging on and pushing the window open, right. not to a great length. I mean, they lost again in the first round, but, but I mean, they're a playoff team. And, you know, I think it would have been, there would have been easier decisions for Ron Hextall the last couple of years had the team kind of fallen apart. Right. And then you can, then you have the justification to say, well, you know, right. you, you sit down with Sid and you say, you know, it's time to, we're going to have to break up the band, but they've just been good enough where, you can't really justify it. Here's the thing. And this is why I said this is an impossible position. I actually think they're, they were going to regret at least one of those two contracts, either Latang or Malkin uh, because of the longevity and their age and, right. and everything else. Uh, I mean, Malkin's fourth year is, is, you know, he's got a full no move through the end of the I age. It's incredible. So, um, and, you know, he's been injured a lot. He's a, but the alternative was, and you could feel the emotion in the market Monday when Malkin, you know, um, indicated to the team that he was going to market briefly. The market was really upset. Now, again, you can't run your team based on what your fans want all the time because then yeah. you'll end up being, uh, what's the expression? You'll end up sitting with them in the stand. You end up sitting next to them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but my point is, if you part ways with Malkin, let's say, because you realize, you know what, I'm going to regret this deal in two years. Who are you replacing him with? Everyone thought Vincent Trocek was going to be the sure. automatic replacement, you know, right. because, because of his, his roots. He just got seven years in New York. Is he getting seven years in Pittsburgh? Is that any better than, than four years for a legacy player in Evgeny Malkin? So my point is it's, they may regret it at the end of these deals, and and we may all look back and say, "Oh, maybe the tougher decisions should have been made there in that summer of '22." But if if they had parted ways with Latang and Malkin and really drew the line, because their original offers to each guy, Aaron was was a two year extension of Latang, two year extension of Malkin, both players incredible. But yeah. let's say they had drawn the line and actually stuck to that, or at least to three years, and they're gone. You've lost Latang, you've lost Malkin. Everyone's upset. You know, legacy yeah. players. Um, yeah, you can't now. You can't really compete next year, and, and you know, probably the captain's not thrilled, and so the short term doesn't look very, very good. But it might look better in the long term. So I, it's a long way of saying everyone wants to have a clear position on this. It's almost an impossible position to have where you're 100. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. It really is a fascinating. 
story just how and and the Red Wings faced this ten years earlier, did they not? Right. Exactly. I mean, what are you going to tell tell Nick Lidstrom before he's gone that we're not competing anymore? Yeah. Look, you know, go pedal your papers, Nick Lidstrom. We're done here. And, and Washington's living it too, to be honest. Like, yes, they, they are. Yes, they are. I'm extended Ovechkin and Backstrom. There was no going back. I mean, you're not rebuilding after you extend those two guys. And, and, and again, I get it. Alex Ovechkin built that rink. So you have no choice. But, uh, but I just, I think it's, in my opinion, I think the Caps and Penguins from here on in are going to be good teams. They're going to continue to be good teams. Yeah. I just don't see them winning cups. Yeah, it's going to be hard to because they're, they've, 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 um, they've staked their claims now. And you understand why they did. These are their guys. This is these are the people who have delivered it to them in the past. It's really hard to turn your back on that. I would think, and no matter no matter what stage of their career they're in, they they. And there's also something really nice, and it's rare in today's games that someone is just a career. Someone was a penguin, right? You yeah. used to seem to have that a lot back in the day, where guys would spend their entire career with with a team. If you got that chance, it's a it's a pretty cool thing to be. That's why Pittsburgh has such a a uh, legacy with its with its fan base and its and its uh, that sweater and they've had some great players there, uh, generational players now for, geez, forty years. Um, Pierre, thanks so much for your time. It's been a great chat as I knew it would be. Really appreciate it. I suspect we'll see you in Columbus next season. Oh, I think I will have reason. Uh, and the way the airline industry is going, I think I'll make the drive from Toronto. Or not a bad idea. <laughs> not a bad idea but, uh, not a bad idea but but honestly and i mean this I, i'm really happy for blue jackets fans and and for the fan base which um which is i know is loyal they pack the rink every year and uh you know they had something great happen yesterday yeah that's awesome well thanks for your time we'll see you soon have a wonderful summer and uh thanks for your time today right on right on thanks pierre uh, and, and thanks to Danielle, our great producer. I think we've got a couple more shows in us before we take a break for the summertime. Blue Jack has still got some moves to make. Um, so we'll we'll be um, we'll be communicating with y'all. And thanks for listening. As always, appreciate it, and we'll talk to you all very soon. Take care. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.